So I was in Lamarck, Texas at the Lamarck Middle School. It was my first race of the year and I was on track. The crowd was all pumped up. My parents was there. My family was there to see me run. And I started out, the race started and oh, I was out. I was out doing very well. And then all of a sudden, as they say, the monkey jumped on my back. And so I could not, I saw myself not finishing the race. And because I couldn't finish the race, because I knew that I wasn't going to win the race, I just stopped. I got off the field. And so after the race was over, everyone started running back over to me thinking that I was hurt. And so I have to be honest with you, I went along with the story. I was like, oh yeah, I got you know a couple of cramps in my, my legs. But the truth was, I was afraid. I was afraid to lose. I was afraid to lose in front of all the crowd when they had so much confidence in me. And I just, I stopped. I just didn't finish the race. And I remember in my head, uh, my dad always saying, uh, he would always tell me that um, nothing beats failure but a try. But unfortunately, um, I tried, but I was still failing. And so I could not finish the race. So there I was in Grambling, Louisiana at Grambling State University. And I got there by following my boyfriend um, to college. Uh, he was there, had already been there two years. And I decided that I was going to follow along. Uh, not realizing that he had his own set of friends, his own fr his fraternity um, that he was involved in. He also played on the baseball team, so he didn't have very much time for me. So um, my parents came, they packed me, uh, packed up the car, we drove to, to Gramlin, and uh, it was time for me to move in. So I moved into my dorm. And um, it's like when they pulled off, when I saw the car, the, the taillights of the car, I knew then, oh my goodness, here I am. I took this big step. I'd never been away from home other than on vacations um, to the grandparents' home. And so um, that night, I just bawled. I started crying. And uh, I realized um, that I was there and I didn't have parents to call. There was a, only a payphone um, that was on the dorm uh, hallway. So um, they weren't, I couldn't just pick up the phone and call. So I felt so alone uh, being there. Uh, I didn't have uh, family. Um, there was no malls to go to, no stores, um, nothing. And so um, it wasn't very long when I realized that that wasn't for me um, staying there. You know, it was an HBCU. It was exciting to be there on game days, but after game days uh, and when the band stopped playing, it was quiet. And so, um, I, that was probably the most alone I've ever felt, uh, ever. So I get recruited to this Fortune 100 company, and um, it's something that I'd waited on for so long, so I was really excited about being there. I was excited until I had to go to my first board meeting, or basically, or the senior executives uh, in a boardroom. And um, I felt like I was hidden in plain sight. Um, when I walked through the door, no one acknowledged my presence, although I was recruited there. Uh, no one really acknowledged my presence. Uh, no one said hello. Uh, the president who recruited me there, um, he greeted me with a nod. 
but that was pretty much it. Uh, and so there were times when I would go to this meet, this, this particular meeting, and I'd be on the elevator with the same executives that um, sat next to me in the boardroom. And so um, they wouldn't say hello. They'd walk off the elevator. We were going to the same meeting and um, there was no response. But I said, you know, I'm, I, I waited a long time to get here. So I'm not leaving uh, if I have to prove my worth, if I have to prove um, that I belong there in that board reading, me, uh, in that boardroom at that time. Um, that's what I was going to do. Um, but it was very um, short-lived because eventually um, I ended up, uh, I ended up uh, making it known that I was there and I was recruited there and that um, I belong there. But it was really a traumatic experience initially because I've never had that type of treatment uh, ever before. Uh, I was the only one that, only female in the room, only um, African-American, brown person in the room. So um, that had its challenges as well, but even more so uh, for the position that I was recruited there for um, was challenging. And so um, it was pretty, pretty different and pretty challenging for me. Thank you so much for watching the making of an entrepreneur docu-series. I just want to take a moment to talk to you. That, that's right, you that's watching right now. Um, you the mom, or maybe you're the dad, or, or maybe you're, you're an entrepreneur, or perhaps you're an auntie or an uncle, but you're someone out there that, that has a heart to give, uh, you have a heart to serve, and as you're watching this making of an entrepreneur docu-series, you may be thinking to yourself, wait a minute, wait a minute, I've had some, some life lessons, I've, I've had some setbacks, I've had some experiences, I've gone through some things that have helped me become a better person, and, and I wanna take that and I wanna release that to other folks. Okay. Maybe you're a speaker and you're already doing it. Maybe you've written books and you've already done that. Or maybe the story that's inside of you, the expertise that's inside of you, the message inside of you, this is the right platform for you to make a bigger difference and a bigger impact in the world. Now, this whole making of an entrepreneur docuseries, um, if you had to sum it up in, in just one word, and it's kind of hard to do that, but as I'm talking to you and you're listening right now, you might be saying, Shay, what's the one word? And the one word I would say is just legacy legacy. Um, there's a legacy I understand that you want to leave for your family, and I get that, but there's also a legacy of your knowledge. There's a legacy of your expertise, and think about this. You're able to share your message or share your story or share your expertise, and, and long after you're gone, they still have a window into the soul of who you are and the impact that that leaves behind. If that's you and you someone that's gonna get the information, you're, you're someone that's ready to do something bigger than just your business and bigger than just making more money, but you wanna have more meaning in the world, uh, do me a favor. Go over to www.themakingofanentrepreneurdocuseries.com. I know that's a long email, a long address, but I want you to hear it again one more time. Themakingofanentrepreneur.com. Now, when you get there, just put your first name and your last name and your phone number and information in there. Worst case scenario, you have a meeting with the team and decide, hey, me being a cast member, this isn't a good fit, but I had a lot of fun. Best case scenario, you decide to take a step. Folks understand your backstory, uh, understand what you've been through, and uh, the world is much better off um, while you're here. And when the day comes and you decide to transition and, and move on, 
it's still doing very, very well. So with that being said, I just want to pop in. Thanks a lot for watching the Making of an Entrepreneur series. Uh, my name is Shay Brown. I want to encourage you to continue to watch, and um, I'll see you at the next episode. God bless. So I walk into um, this company and um, I noticed a familiar face and it was actually someone that had worked for me at a previous position. And so I told her I was there to apply for a job. And she said, I'm sorry, I don't think that we um, have any positions. She says, but I will let you talk to our vice president of human resources. So after speaking with the vice president um, of HR, um, she, she confirmed that there wasn't any available positions, especially for a college grad or someone that um, was looking for a professional position. She says, but you know, um, I do have a position. It's not permanent, but um, it is a position that uh, we could use someone here at the front desk. And I'm thinking to myself, front desk. Um, but, you know, I decided to accept the position. And the reason I did is because I thought about it's not really where I started, you know, I start from. It's um, what I do with the position. And so I started at the front desk, literally. And so, um, of course, I had some individuals telling me, why would you do that? You know, why would you, um, you know, take a position such as that? And I basically said, because I needed to work. Um, and so uh, from there, my career tra trajectory really just took off. Um, that's where I got my start in human resources. And I... Um, eventually started climbing the career, career ladder. And, um, you know, I said to myself, and actually I tell everyone else, it's not where you start, it's really where you finish. So I was talking a little bit about my experience in the boardroom and um, in this role that I was in, uh, it really, uh, again, it was a challenge, but I took that challenge and I actually made it into um, a uh, triumph because I, um, I earned the respect for that position. But one thing I realized is um, there's a difference in managing and being a leader. And in this particular, particular role, I really wasn't recruited to manage as much as I was to lead. And so um, as a leader, that's where I developed all of my leadership skills because I had to basically change my whole mindset about um, why I was there, what job I was doing. Um, and I wanted to make certain that uh, in order to get the respect, you had to show those leadership skills. And so that was a defining moment for me because I never, ever thought about the difference between managing and leading. And so as a leader, um, those skills were developed in that role. Uh, I uh, took my time uh, learning the organization and then also uh, realizing that uh, these individuals, they're not needing me for, the, for me to manage them, they want me to lead them. And I quickly realized also that as a leader, it's not where you're going, it's how you do it and, know, and being confident in doing so. And so that was a very um, pivotal moment for me uh, in that particular role.
So one of my pivotal moments is, I, and I love to tell this story, um, I actually was on my way in to work that day and a particular day, and I was uh, listening to music, um, kind of meditating, um, but also kind of replaying uh, the week before. This was on a Monday morning um, after a long weekend. And so, but I replayed how hard of the week I had prior to that. And so I dreaded, I was dreading going in that day. And so I get into the garage, <clears throat> I hit my parking card on the, um, at the gate, and I said out loud, Lord, deliver me from this place. And when I said that, I don't even know why I said it. No one was in the car with me, but I guess I was talking to myself. Uh, but that was Monday. On Friday, I was called in by um, my uh, manager, who's the uh, senior vice president of HR. And she said, you know, Yolanda, we've had consultants come in and um, based upon the recommendations, they're going to remove all the middle management from this position. And of course, that means you. And I'm looking, I'm thinking to myself, me? Like I'm HR, normally I know if there's gonna be a reduction of force. Um, but she says, yeah, unfortunately, it's going to affect you and two other managers. That day, I realized that um, I needed to make certain that this would never happen to me again. I wouldn't be caught off guard. Um, but it was also that day that my life changed because not only did I um, have time, because of course they gave me a severance package, of course they um, gave me a year um, of assistance, but um, it's when I changed industries. I was able to go from healthcare to oil and gas. And um, that was a pivotal moment for me because it made me even more diverse in my um, career. But it also made me step up my game. It made me uh, realize that uh, in order for me to be um, valued, um, I can't just be functional. I had to be the person that they couldn't do without. I had to position myself differently. Um, and from that point, I have now positioned myself totally differently uh, in, the, in the roles that I serve in now. Um, I make certain that they understand that um, my worth and my value to the organization uh, sometimes can't be replaced. It's not replaceable because of my experience, my knowledge, but also the person that I am and what I bring to the position. So that particular day, um, I realized that that changed uh, my whole world. And um, that's why I'm here where I'm at now, today. It's a great day. My name is Shay Brown. I just want to speak to you, the speaker, or maybe not even a speaker, right? Maybe you're not a speaker, but you have a message inside of you that you want to release or Maybe you have a story, right? A story of your life, a story in your career, or, or maybe, maybe as you're listening right now, you're an expert, right? You're, you're, you're an expert at teaching people how to do something. You're an expert at raising kids. And I want you to imagine for a moment that you had an opportunity to share your message or your story on a bigger stage. And I'm gonna talk about that in a moment and what that would mean for you if you could reach your target audience 
if you're an entrepreneur, if that target audience got associated to the problem that you solve, or if you're a super entrepreneur with sales funnels out there, not only did they get associated to who you were, but they were able to join your list. Now, for other folks, that won't make no sense at all. But for you, the entrepreneur, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, I wanna invite you over to something called the Comeback Champion Summit. And, and the whole purpose of the Comeback Champion Summit is really to do one thing, which is one word, and that is possibilities. That's right, when, when you get a chance to get on stage, uh, you get a chance to do it virtually, and some of you maybe in person, and you get a chance to share your story. So something deep, deep inside of you, I always say your message, because some of you have a message or your expertise, then guess what happens? Three things happen. Number one, you get to make a difference. And isn't that why you are on this earth? I mean, I don't wanna get emotional here, but you're really on this earth to make a difference for someone else. Something has happened to you so it can go through you to someone else. And being able to speak on a, on a, on a platform that provides an audience, it's like, a, like having a microphone that allows you to help more people faster. So that's, that's number one. Uh, number two, when you're on a, a platform, I'm gonna invite you to the Comeback Champion Summit, you get a chance to have more meaning in the world, to have more impact and to have more influence. And that's really who we're looking for. We're looking for folks out there who have an interest, want, or desire of serving others. So if that's you, that's you, I'm gonna invite you to go over to www.comebackchampionsummit.com. Again, comebackchampionsummit.com. Click the button, it'll say apply to speak. Go through the process. And if it's a good fit, can't wait to share your story over at the Comeback Champion Summit or any one of our platforms that serves other folks. With that being said, uh, my name, by the way, is Shay Brown, the happy entrepreneur. Make it a great day, everyone, and um, we'll make some good things happen. We connect again real soon. See you out. One thing that I tell my 21-year-old self is to love yourself first. And the reason I say that is because if you don't love yourself first, then you lack confidence. You lack the confidence to do anything else that you set out to do. You have this imposter that constantly walks with you in everything that you do. Um, telling you that you're not good enough. But if you love yourself and you love yourself first, then everything else you do is positive. You give yourself that positive, you give yourself permission. And more than that, you can't take care of anyone else if you're not well yourself. And so uh, my 21 year old self, I realized that when I look back in life, I was so busy trying to please everyone else. I was so busy trying to make everyone else happy that I almost lost myself. I forgot about me, um, raising children, being married, had this career ahead of me. I was traveling a lot. My first job required me to travel a lot. And so um, I just didn't feel like, you know, uh, I was doing it, but I wasn't doing it for myself. I was doing it for everyone else. So as a 21-year-old, you have to love yourself first. Make certain at all times. Looking back, I uh, would tell anyone to trust the process. And the reason I say that is you get caught up in the moment and you don't realize, you know, where you're going, but what you're what you're thinking is, man, this is not working out for me. 
And every time I look back at situations that I've had in life, I realize that it was just the process. It was the process for things to get better. It was process for uh, a learning process. It was a, an opportunity for me to build resilience. And so um, I tell everyone, I tell my children, I tell uh, young individuals that I mentor, trust the process. Don't get caught up. Uh, don't think that you're a failure. Don't think that you can't do it. Because one thing in life is that um, in order to build character, you have to have, have gone through some things. Um, there has to be a test. In order to have a testimony, you have to have a test. And so for me, I just um, realized, you know, when I'm going through some things, I realized that this is just another test, but on the other side, there's going to be success. Um, because um, I'm going through this right now. So trust the process, um, allow it to all work out, allow uh, it to fall into place. Um, because that's one thing, if you try to take control over it, uh, then you may not be going down the right path. So make certain that when there's a process and you realize that um, you're not in a good position, just know that the process is working and on the other side, their success. And one other thing as far as the process, go for the win. When I talk about go for the win, it's about being your best. Go for the win in every situation. You know, even when there's a struggle, go for the win. And that is, be your best, show up. Show up when it's time to show up. Have the confidence, have that executive presence. When you walk into the room, make certain that they know you there and they know you there without even, even speaking. Um, be confident in everything you do. Know that um, you're only your best when you love yourself. As, we as I said in another series, know yourself, love yourself, know your worth and just go for the win at all times. It's a great day. My name is Shay Brown, and um, I just want to talk to all my entrepreneurs out there. And if that's you, like you, the entrepreneur, you, the business owner, you, the speaker, you, the coach, you, the author, you, the network marketer, you, the person that just want to do more good in the world by solving a problem and you wanna be paid, right? And so think about right now, and if you had more high qualified paying clients that was like banging at your door, how would your life be different? Um, when there's more revenue coming in and you're able to hire more people and you're able to make a bigger difference, what would that look like? Or, or number two, maybe there's folks that are coming in right now and they're knocking at your door, boom, 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 boom. But the only challenge you have is you're listening. Listen very closely, because this might be you, so listen very carefully. They're not converting fast enough, which means they're talking, they like you, there's conversation going on, but they're not converting. So there's two challenges, right? Number one, I need to attract my ideal clients who can pay me. And number two, once they get in here, I need to have a system, a sales model, or a process so they convert faster. That means they pay you, and then they come back. And if you're listening right now, you're saying, Shay, I want to be able to do that, but I don't want my labor involved. 
I don't want to work any harder. Shay, I'm, I'm at a place right now where I'm ready to reach more people. Um, I'm on a mission, Shay, and I want you to listen very carefully. You were called to serve a group of folks out there and you can't serve right now because you don't have the revenue to purchase the resources that are necessary to execute that big vision. If that's you as you're listening, any of that resonates with you, I'm gonna give you a website, which is Easy Sales Hub. Again, easysaleshub.com. Let me just spell it. I know you can see it below, but it's E-A-S-Y, sales, S-A-L-E-S, hub.com. Now, the reason you wanna go over to easysaleshub.com is that that's the place you can come to and you can do two things. One, we'll do a sales audit. So we'll take a look at your sales process, your sales funnels, and we'll see how those are converting. Number two, you can have the tools and resources you need to be able to generate more revenue with less effort so you can serve more folks. So with that being said, as you're watching, go over to www.easysaleshub.com. My name is Shay Brown. Make it a great day, everyone, and um, we'll make some good things happen. We connect again next time. God bless. Oh, my God.